and you're listening to MLVC, the Madonna podcast, your place for all things Madonna, Louise, Veronica, Ciccone. And hey everybody, this is Stefan. Thanks for joining us for another episode of MLVC. Today on the show, we welcome Aaron Collis from Adelaide, Australia, all the way around the world, down under. All the way from down under. Welcome, Aaron. Hello. Thanks for joining us today. We've got a packed episode for you. It's, this is a, a spontaneous recording. Uh, I brought Aaron on for one reason, and Madonna had other plans. So we're, we're here for another reason. But before we get started, Aaron, I wanted to give everyone a little bit of intro about who you are. Aaron Collis is a born and bred Adelaidean who has done it all. Since performing as a member of the Johnny Young talent team at the tender age of five, Aaron has sung and performed the vast array of bands and shows for the past 25 years. His role as Disco D in local kids' pop band sensation The Funkies led him to shoot his first short-length film and perform multiple times to a crowd of over 35,000 people at the Elder Park Carols by Candlelight. Most recently, Aaron's hit cabaret show, Two Brunettes and a Gay, has been a crowd favorite and staple at the Adelaide Fringe Festival for the past eight years. He recently performed at Her Majesty's Theatre as part of ABBA, orchestrated and regularly performs as the lead singer of the local acoustic duo, The Laidback Lads. And coming next month, his brand new cabaret spectacular titled Madonna Made Me Gay will will premiere at the Feast Festival. So welcome, Aaron. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Sounds like you've been a, a busy man. I like to keep busy. It keeps me out of trouble, yeah. Yeah, very and much so. And you're sporting a very appropriate blonde ambition haircut. I, I had to. You know, with a show like this, you know, you can't you can't not, really. It's sort of uh, <laughs> goes hand in hand. <laughs> so I want to get to the show. However, as we mentioned, Madonna had a little bit of a tease for us today. It's a bit of a Madonna pop emergency, and I think we really need to discuss it. So uh, don't just stand there. Let's get to it. It's time for a special. This week in Chaconi. See, I get what I want. For those of you sleeping under a rock, Madonna allegedly premiered a snippet of her new song. She posted a nine-second clip of a very dancey, very synthy, upbeat, and euphoric-sounding song with some whispery vocals over the music. Of course, I instantaneously theorized this must be a new song from her and Sikik, so I tweeted about it, tagging Madonna and Sikik. There was some back and forth with people on Twitter hypothesizing that it's some other artist's songs. I listened to them. I didn't think so. However... Sikik has debunked that because he retweeted me, and I'm taking that as a confirmation that it is indeed a clip of their collaboration together. He also replied, I'm a do your queen justice. Don't worry. Uh, Aaron, have you had a chance to listen to the clip? I have been listening to it on repeat for the past <laughs> several hours since it came out, and I and I was I had a heart attack as soon as I heard it. I went, "Oh my god, please be true, please be true!" And um, I'm I'm super excited, and I just I if this is anything to go by of, of a new album, then I'm beyond excited. 
Yeah, I as soon as I heard it, there's something about hearing a new Madonna song for the first time when you don't know it's a new Madonna song. And I think you can hear the Madonna in that song. Those whispery vocals, even though it, it it's a it's not a great, super great recording of that. I hear Madonna. I, I hear Madonna and I hear it's kind of like, in my eyes, it feels like a bit of a modern day erotica because she's got mm. that kind of, you know, gritty, whispery vocal, but then there's this sort of house beat behind it. And, it, you know, that would be amazing if it was kind of, you know, that vibe for this new album. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if we're getting a full album. I, I, I would love a full album of with her and Sikik because I think he's a great producer and I think he could really knock it out of the park. But... Mm. I, I'd be happy if it was just one song. I, Even I if mean, it's just one song, absolutely, yeah. What are your thoughts on the, the oral direction? The production sounds pretty flawless to me. It's perfect, and it's just it still sounds fresh. So, you know, mm. everything she does is absolutely fresh. You know, every time you hear something, it's like you've, you've heard a new sound for the first time, and it's got a real, but like a euphoric kind of sound to it. In a way. Somebody had mentioned online it sort of sounded like that uh, Chris Brown song that he did with Benny Benassi. Was it Beautiful People? Was Beautiful that People, yes. Yeah. Yes. And it, it does sort of have a little bit of a nod to that. Obviously, we're only hearing a nine-second clip of we have no idea where the song starts, where it goes, where that factors into anything. But I, uh, I, I have been sort of had it on repeat as well and thought this is good. It sounds very lush, very chic, very fresh, like you mentioned. Mm. Even though it sort of is reminiscent of stuff that we've heard, it still doesn't sound like that as as well. No, she always reinvents it, you know, and I guess, you know, that's she's the queen of reinvention for that reason. But she she always takes a sound or or a or a feel or a vibe from, you know years gone by but then she makes it her own and changes it and modernizes it and that's what mm-hmm. is super exciting about this um and again it's only a nine second clip but that's enough yeah. to get me absolutely hooked and i'll listen <laughs> to that i'll listen to that clip all day today <laughs> i'm hoping we might get maybe a couple more snippets maybe that's how she's going to promo it you know she doesn't have to do much nine seconds and i'm on board you know absolutely and it's a great way with social media now you can kind of tease it a little bit filter people's reactions and see what, you know, the vibe is and the reactions are. And, um, you know, it's a very smart way to do it. And we know she's the queen of tease. She loves to tease. If you're listening, Madonna, or if you're listening, Sikik, this is amazing. You've you've got us on board. We are ready. We are set. <laughs> Thanks for entertaining me with that, Aaron. I just wanted to have – we needed to sort of get it out of the way because yeah. it's it's literally just happening and I, I wouldn't have been able to – I would have been remiss if we didn't address it. it Absolutely. And like you said, it's like it's a pop emergency. So we need totally. to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially because Sikik got involved. Like it, it would have been one thing for her to her drop that and then just us th- hypothesizing back and forth. Mm, I don't know. Is it yeah. her? Is it? Is, I mean, honestly, I remember the first time I heard Rescue Me on the radio before Immaculate Collection came out. They played Rescue Me on the radio and I was I didn't know it was Madonna. But at the same time, as I was listening to it, I'm like, this is Madonna. I, I, I've never heard this song, but I know this is her. Yeah. And same thing. I mean, 
I don't know why we would argue that it wasn't her because she was the one posting it and none of us have ever heard the song before. So, And you can hear I'm, her I'm, vocals on it for sure. Absolutely. I couldn't make out what she says, though. That's the, the puzzling thing. I, I, was li- I was listening really hard. I couldn't quite make it out. <laughs> I'm going to need another 24 hours for that one. I think I'm just going to have it on repeat <laughs> and keep listening and listening and, uh, yeah, try and find out what it is. Well, so I'm wondering, last thing on the song. When do we think we might get this? If It sounds pretty done to me. If she's already, you know she's got a copy of it on her phone If because that's coming out of her speakers on her phone. So if she's already got that's a copy true. of it and she's playing it, you know she doesn't like to tweet demos or, you know, she's she has an inf- infamous history with demos and not liking demos leaking. So something tells me that song's pretty finished. And it sounds, yeah, it sounds pretty finished. I think, I don't know, can we expect something by Christmas, do you think? Or is that too soon? Oh, I'm, what do we think? Aaron, I'm thinking by the end of the month. Ooh. Oh, I mean, that's, come on. Well, how fast did she do the remix video with Tokisha? They filmed that and I literally, it was two weeks later and we got the video. So if she's uh, cranking out a video that fast, a song that Sikik's working on, come on, I... I yeah. I, I'm sure there's some. There might be a marketing plan behind when they want to drop it, and it depends on if she's attaching it to an album or if she's attaching it to. I, I had theorized maybe that she, we'd get a new song, and it would be like a re-release of the the 50 remix album. So maybe it's like finally enough love re-release, mm. and we'll get the hung up remix, the material girl. We'll get ah. the frozen remixes. And this new Sikik song, and that will be the new repackaged thing. Oh, that's oh, oh my God! We haven't even talked about. Also, uh, did you hear the rumor that Madonna's going on tour? I did. So something about a venue in Uruguay is that correct? Yeah, I think I saw Uruguay or Colombia or that. There's something like, like that. A venue when uh, uh, venues in South America were put on hold arenas and that sparked the rumor that madonna is going on tour in 2023 now back in 2020 i had posted a tweet theorizing this was going to be her timeline based on her working on the biopic Mm -hmm. now of course we know there's been a little bit of up and down with the biopic script and that's sort of not been officially shelved it just hasn't been officially greenlit yet Mm -hmm. so if she's adhering to her biopic schedule, the biopic should have been done and she would have been going on tour to support the biopic and her greatest hits next year. I think she's still adhering to that schedule, only she'll work on the biopic when she's done, but she's going to use Finally Enough Love Finally enough love as the impetus to go and tour. So my, that's my thought is that she's going to re-release the finally enough love at the end of the year is sort of like a Christmas, you know, re-release the remixes and maybe one new song and then use that as the, the reason to make the tour announcement and then the tour will follow next year. That's super exciting. And, and I think cause she's been to a lot of concerts recently as well. I think she's, um, Probably, totally. you know, getting immersed in that um, concert world again and, and looking at mm-hmm. technology and what she can yep. utilize. Um, and fingers crossed, I mean, and I pray, pray that she comes back to Australia. But, you oh, know, we're, we're always very unlucky in that sense because obviously we, she's she's been to Australia twice um, and we're thankful for that. But uh, but we seem to be neglected a little bit more than other continents. Nice. So. Have you seen her when she's come to Australia? 
I have. I, I missed uh, the Girly Show because I was I was seven years a old and lad. I wasn't allowed yeah, to go. Exactly. Too inappropriate for a small child. <laughs> Get this though, it was weird. I was allowed to watch the Girly Show VHS. My mum was fine with that, but me actually going to the show, I think she just thought, well, maybe <laughs> you. I don't, I don't want anyone thinking I'm letting my seven year old son, you know, go publicly to watch the Girly Show. So <laughs> I missed that. Um, but I went to the Rebel Heart Show in uh, Melbourne, which was amazing. And did you? You were not privy to Tears of a Clown then. No, no. So um, we, uh, my friends and I, we, we we wanted to go to that, um, but then something happened and our schedule just didn't align, and, and we ended mm. up just going to the show. So, um, but I did have um, some friends um, who um, who went to it and were just in tears themselves because they were just so blown away with how intimate it was and how. Um, you know, how they felt so much more connected than the actual big arena show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, okay. So we've sort of jumped into your Madonna journey. I was, I was, I was going to backtrack <laughs> your upcoming show. Madonna made me gay. That's uh, a cabaret show that you're premiering next month. Tell me about your Madonna journey and how that Madonna journey sort of became this new cabaret show. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's interesting. I've wanted to do a cabaret show for a long time on my own, um, and I was putting sort of some stuff together and and using different artists and different songs, and nothing just um, felt right. And everything always came back to a Madonna song or a Madonna mm-hmm. memory or um, a Madonna quote. And I thought, well, hang on a minute. This is what the show is. Um, and I guess it all started. I was. Um, I was about two years old and I was having a a hugely violent tantrum and my sisters uh, were desperate to get me to shut the hell up. So um, (laughs) they'd recently purchased the Ciao Italia video um, on on, uh, Betamax video. So that's how, yeah, how long ago it was. Um, And we're aging ourselves by knowing what Betamax is. (laughs) It's a bit scary. Um, And so, yeah, so they, they, they thought, well, give it, give him a bit of uh, music therapy as such. And they sat me down in front of the, the television and I was just mesmerized from the get go. Um, and it's weird. I don't really remember much obviously at that age, but I do remember watching it and looking at that corset and just being like, Oh my God, what is this? Like it was just ingrained in my memory and and it's, and, and for the rest of my life, I've always had, um, bookmarks with Madonna, um, through the ups and the downs. Um, and, and this show is more about, I guess how she's helped, me and the and the community you know learn to um love yourself um embrace your identity um and you know um uh, preach i guess um love and tolerance in the world um Mm -hmm. so it's um and and i guess different eras have taught me different things as well so for instance when i was a bit older i was sort of getting bullied in in high school and that's that's one of the the themes um that i talk about in the show and that's when the american life album had come out and Uh i just the lyrics of that album I, i it's probably an understatement to say it did save me pretty much um, in high school because I just I'd gone through so much bullying and, and so many incidents that at that point I, I you know I was sort of at this point where I, I thought well, what am I going to do and that album came out and again I just had it on repeat over and mm-hmm. over and it just you know it lit an energy in me to you know keep going and and um, push through. Madonna saved your life. 
She 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 made me gay. She saved my life. Um, she made me a thief as well. So I talk about that in the show. And uh, <laughs> again, I was I was only about three, and the Like a Prayer album had come out. And um, <laughs> my poor sisters again. I was having another violent tantrum because they you know, wouldn't let me purchase it or wouldn't purchase it for me at that age. Um, so. <laughs> I uh, allegedly had uh, stolen the cassette tape from the music shop <laughs> and they found out later on that day and I had to go and take it back. No, they made you go with the they tape. made me go with the tape. Um, however, <laughs> I still have the tape here. <laughs> so I, uh, I, But I didn't actually know that the, the tape, it, the, the cover was actually um, – was empty, so I didn't actually even have a tape. I just had the the cover, um, and yeah, oh, damn funny. them for not letting me keep it. But uh, yeah, no, it was uh, yeah. I, again, I have this connection with Madonna that just you know I can't explain really. It's just this cosmic connection as such. Aaron, tell me how you went about choosing the songs. Are there what were you airing heavily on Madonna classics like eighties and nineties? You said American Life. Are you factoring some, you know, early two thousands, mid two thousands? Yeah. So it was, it was quite a task because she's got so many amazing songs and so many that I've connected with. Um, mm-hmm. And I've still, even to this point, with the band, had to limit how much of each song I was performing or whatnot. Cause it just, you know, between the, the talking and the stories and the, and the songs it you know, you have to really limit what you can perform. So it was a really hard task. And I guess I just really picked songs that um, have stuck with me in my memory and have been an important part of my life. Um, whether that being, you know, teaching me a lesson or just me being carefree and having fun and remembering Mm. those times on the dance floor in my 20s, you know, just having a a great time. Um, I do – it's interesting. So we do cover, um, I guess, really up until the Confessions era – Um, and so, so there's quite a bit of a range there of the songs. Um, and, uh, I mean, but the confession zero, I tried to do a um, few songs that were more deep cuts as opposed to just, you know, the the standard singles. Yeah. Because I wanted to really show, um, on a lyrical, um, level, I guess that, you know, uh, everyone sort of thinks of Madonna and, you know, the Confessions era and it's, oh, it's just the leotard and her in a leotard and, you know, ABBA. Abba. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, again, you listen to the tracks on that album and the lyrics and um, the song I'm performing um, in the show is Jump um, mm. because that was – a huge um, influence on, on, on me and, and um, you know, and it had an impact on me. And uh, I think um, it sort of gets overlooked because it's, you know, it wasn't hung up or sorry, which were huge hits. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, of, of course they should have been, but um, jump is just, you know, you dig deep into, there's only so much um, you can learn in one place. The more that you wait, the more time that you waste. I mean, you know, Stuff like that is quite quite profound in, in my eyes. So I wanted to really, you know, give a spotlight on that. So no hard candy or candy shop. I I love hard candy. It's what it's actually one of my favourites. And I saw I actually saw her um, on the Sticky and Sweet tour in London at Wembley Stadium. Oh which nice. Was, okay, good. Which was awesome. Um, and 
actually what struck me most about that was the it was interesting it's my first time seeing Madonna and you know I'm, I'm just like oh my god it's Madonna and then you, you watch the show and during that concert in particular I, I remember so many times when she um, muddled up the lyrics and I was like hang on a minute this is Madonna what's going on here but um but she but that concert was bloody brilliant um but uh, but yeah, nothing. She's so, a, she's so athletic in that show. It's phenomenal. I I didn't really care for the set list of that show, so I got super yeah. cheap seats, and I wasn't really yeah. connected to the show. And yeah. after I after I sort of got over the disappointment of the set list, I revisited the show years later, and I had a new eye and fresh approach to it. And I thought, oh my god, she's so fit during this tour. I wish I could be that uh, motivated and dedicated, man. Like, and I, I, like even the macrobiotic diet stuff, I looked into it. And I'm like, ah, oh, this seems really hard. There's no way that I'm <laughs> going to try that. So, um, but 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 there are some again. There's some great lyrics and and some real good um, stuff on hard candy. Um, and oh, again, yeah. most of it gets overlooked, um, uh, unfortunately. I think there was a little too much Justin, a little too much Timberland production. I think had it been a different producer, we might have felt differently about the album, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause there are some, there's some great hooks. There's some great lyrics, you know, it's there's some, well, okay. So question about your show. And I think this is the, the thing everyone will want to know. Will there be the classic Madonna deep knee squat choreography? Do you know what? I have perfected that deep knee squat for years <laughs> So, so you, um, you're bringing it then, right? I'm bringing it. It has to be there. Um, and I've, I've always done it in every show that I've done. Even, even if there's not a need for it, I still bring it <laughs> because I love it. And just, and I remember I, obviously the first time I saw it was the drown world, um, concert and, sure, um, from music. from music. And I watched that over and over and I was like, right, I'm going to learn this. And I just, I got it. And, um, yeah, every time I'm even on a dance floor, that's just my go-to. <laughs> so, and everyone's like, Oh my God, how do you do that? I'm like, I don't know. I just uh, perfected it myself. But, uh, <laughs> you got you got you got I think that's one of those moves you got to practice, practice, practice. And you got to warm up into it. You can't do a knee squat without, um, stretching and warming up. <laughs> well, I mean, I honestly, I think that's why Madonna put them last on drown world tour, because you figure by the time you, you know, she's done a two hour show, she's completely warmed up. Perfect time to do these deep knee squats. Absolutely, and it's it's you know what's really sad is that you know obviously with her injury and unfortunately with her injury, I don't think we'll see those knee squats again. And I'm going to. I don't know if it would. I don't know if it would be smart with her hip replacement and her knee injury to do. A doctor would probably advise against that. I I imagine. True, though Madonna doesn't listen to doctors generally, does she? Anyway, if she wants to do something, (laughs) yeah. I mean, she would have stopped the. If she was listening to a doctor, she would have stopped the. She would have had to cancel the rest of the Madame X tour. That's true. That's and true. She and, through that. Uh, so I'm excited about your show. Will there? Will it ever be online, or is it just gonna? Are you just planning like on stage at the moment? At the moment, um, it, it's it's really so the the two shows that I'm doing. So it's part of the feast uh, festival, which is our um, Adelaide version of uh, Pride. So, um, and it's the 25th anniversary of this festival in particular. So I thought the timing kind of all aligned to do something for it um, and 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 trial this out to see how it works, you know, and 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 sort of test the waters with it. I'm hoping. Um, you know, we get some traction with it and get some success with it that we can um, bring it back again for a few other festivals, tour it, um, hopefully even, you know, um, nationally and it'd be great to go internationally, but you know, it's quite a, yeah. quite a big undertaking, but, um, but, uh, but, 
there will be I'm, – I'm, I'm aiming to have the shows taped and filmed and, and, and be able to put clips online. Um, so, obviously, we can kind of um, get some traction with it there. But uh, but the, at the moment, um, it's it's a bit of a more just an intimate cabaret kind of thing that, um, that you know, I have big dreams for, but uh, yeah, just the two shows. It's just workshopping it right now. You're just, you're in the middle of playing it, playing around, seeing what works. Seeing what works. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. Nice. Well, so tell our listeners where they can see the show if they are in the Adelaide, Australia area. If you're in Adelaide, you can come along on November 11th and 12th to Diversity. It's in Grote Street in Adelaide. It's a great venue. It's an old church. So, again, very fitting for a Madonna show. Um, Let that choir sing. Amen. Gay men. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's, yeah, so November 11th and 12th. You can get tickets via feast.org.com. .au, um, or if you head to um, my Instagram or Facebook, which is Aaron Collis uh, Real, uh, you can get your tickets via the link in my bio. Nice. And I, Aaron, I got to say, you are committed to the role because you are platinum blonde. It's very Madonna first album look. I love it. Beautiful. I I I I was so happy. I'm, and and you've obviously seen the photos on uh, my socials. But I, I did a photo shoot, and that that was the influence. It was the first album influence with the you know the junk jewelry and the the makeup and the hair, and um and I've sort of gone blonde a few few times in my life. I was actually blonde as a as a kid, um and then went dark. But um, I have to say when I bleached my hair recently and I did it, I was like, oh, my God, why why haven't I done this ages ago? Like, <laughs> blondes do have more fun. No, it's a good look on you. I like it. Thank you. Uh, all right. Well, Aaron, I think it's time for a little segment we like to call the lightning round. These answers are just meant to be quick off the top of your head, wherever you're at in your Madonna journey today. Don't think too hard. Favorite Madonna song? Express Yourself. Favorite Madonna music video? Open Your Heart. Ooh, classic. Favorite Madonna tour? And it doesn't have to be one you saw in person. It could be just any that you've seen. Oh, damn, this is hard. Uh, Blonde Ambition. Mm, Yeah, that's always a good one. Always a good one. Favorite Madonna look? This can be from a video, a tour, a photo shoot. Favorite Madonna look? Ooh, so many. Uh, It would have been... Uh, just after the Blonde Ambition tour, so when she was promoting Truth or Dare with that kind of classic um, old Hollywood glamour, that was gorgeous. Yeah, I love that's, that's I, Honestly, I think that's where my side part addiction came from, yeah. where she was like oh, that beautiful photo shoot she did with Alex, Alec Kashishian. Yes. And it's like them dressed all in black, and she's got her, her blonde hair sort of comes a little bit, touches her shoulders, and it's a beautiful side part. And I, I think that's stunning. Where, uh, I've just loved her side part ever since. I'm very happy Pink Donna is wearing the side part because it just looks gorgeous on her. Gorgeous, yes. Uh, Well, so remind us again, where can we find you on social? You can find me on social on Instagram, and my uh, Instagram uh, handle is Aaron Collis Real. And then on Facebook, um, I'm just Aaron Collis. So um, check me out on, on the socials. Great. We, uh, I'll make sure that we tag you up. Uh, and remember, you can find MLVC on Instagram and Twitter at MLVC Podcast. If you want to donate, we're on Venmo at MLVC Podcast. Or think about becoming a subscriber on Patreon. Help keep the show going. Patreon.podbean.com forward slash MLVC Podcast. Make sure you check out Aaron. 
I can't wait to see clips from the show. I'm excited to see those deep knee squats and hear some amazing Madonna covers. I'm looking forward to it. Take care, Aaron. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me.